Hello all. Welcome to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show here on CJSR. I'm Sam Kribiak and I'll be your host for the next half hour. For our listeners in Edmonton, I hope you're all enjoying the warmer temperatures, the longer days, more sunshine. So to celebrate springtime on today's show, we have an interview with Babes on Bikes. But before we get to that, Marco has our newish segment, Poetry Eve. So I'm going to hand the show over to him for that. This is Marco again, and I'm here for another round of feminist poetry. Okay, let's get started. Before we hear Alady's piece, I wanted to take a listen to a recording of the 2015 Women of the World Poetry Slam. This piece is called Pigtails, and it's by Samira Obeid. Dear Mom, pigtails are an impractical joke. Maybe that's why you laugh so hard when we sit here looking at pictures of when I was three, tied between them so uncomfortably. Pigtails are impractical and no joke because there is nothing about those pictures that I recognize about me. Dear mom, when you ask if it would kill me to wear a dress once in a while, I never answer. How do you never hear every bone in my body crack as it screams? Just having you ask is like having you wrap your fists around my heart. Dear mom, when you tell me I look like a freak or a joke, I look in the mirror and convince myself that you must be lying, that that cannot be true. I am a reflection of you, and you are the most beautiful woman I have ever laid eyes on. Dear mom, You look at me and see a girl who wastes her life confused about being a boy. I look at me and see compassion from a thankless childhood, strength from never being enough, healing from an open wound, love from the story of grandparents I can only envy. Dear mom, rock stars are born against the grain. Legends live to make you uncomfortable. I am so sorry I make you uncomfortable, dear mom. You are the only person who ever wants me to apologize for being me. Dear mom, I am willing and ready to give up everything that I have become to be the daughter you want me to be. Just promise me that you will say a few words at my wake. I hope your eulogy begins with, she was everything I wanted my daughter to be. Dear mom, you would never wish me dead no matter how high the disappointment. I know. I love you. I just love me more. That was Samira Obeid's piece called Pigtails. And now it's time for some local Edmonton talent. Here we have Alodie La Rochelle reading her original poem entitled Un être à deux pieds sans plume. Hello, my name is Alodie, and I wrote a poem called Un être à deux pieds sans plume, which is actually an English poem. It just has one French line. Um, I wrote it uh, after a strange exploration in a clown class. Um, that made me terribly fearful of what was inside of me. And now I don't struggle with gender issues. Um, I identify as the same gender my sex is, and that's, I'm grateful for that because I have enough problems, <laughs> difficulties as it is. Um, but this poem, I think, 
is my best bet at actually understanding something about gender issues in the sense that um, it's dealing with something that is so very unpopular and very frowned upon in society that even I couldn't accept it myself. And this is a poem, this is in a sense the first part of a larger work uh, that is all about self-acceptance and this is the I am absolutely terrified part. So I'm going to read it out to you. Our naître a deux pieds sans plume. A discovery in a cardboard box. A mock New Yorker's wings, necklace, gold. Tall angel wings inting bone-breakingly out of my shoulder blades. So much blood. Dip, ring, wipe, repeat. Blood tearing away. I can fly. The gift of freedom. American ideology much. Shauna. Jeff. Danger. Glass ceiling. Freedom. With conditions. Freedom. From conditions. Must part with the gift. Saw, saw, saw off my wings. Like Angel the self-hating mutant. So much blood. Red pocket-sized army knife. Away. Our naître à deux pieds. Sans plume. Blood loss doesn't make for a noble death. That was Aladie La Rochelle reading an original poem entitled Un être à deux pieds sans plume. Thank you for joining me for this round of Poetry Eve. For Adam and Eve, I'm Marco Visconti. Thanks, Marco. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show here on CJSR 88.5 FM and CJSR.com. Next, I'm going to play Slackjaw by Isque. Isque is a Canadian pop soul diva staying true to her Irish Cree and Dene roots. In 2013, CBC listed her as one of 10 Canadian musicians you need to know. And you'll see why with this gorgeous song. So here's Isque with Slackjaw. with her song Slackjaw right here on CJSR 88.5 FM and CJSR.com. You're tuned into Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show. And next up, we have an interview with Babes on Bikes. Over to Marco for that. Can I get you to 
about Babes on Bikes? Sure. Uh, my name is Tammy Duchesne Boss, and I'm the founder of Babes on Bikes. Um, I founded the club in 2007 when I became a new female rider myself and felt that there was a need for a club for women to come together and to build their confidence riding experience, and then just to have some fun and meet other lady riders. Um, is there a big motorcycle community here in Edmonton? Yes, there's a huge motorcycle community in Edmonton, actually. And the female side of the community is growing rapidly. Um, I know that when we started, uh, there wasn't a big interest in it, just because I felt the, the women were quite shy to be getting into the sport. But now, I mean, already this year, I mean, and we haven't even started. We already have 50 members signed up for the year. I'm just wondering, is why? what is the significance of having an all-female club? Was there just not that kind of space already for women who wanted to get into motorcycling? Um, I just feel that um, when you're riding with men, um, when I started riding, um, I didn't have a lot of female friends that rode, and so I was riding with the boys. And boys are a little bit more fearless than women. They, they tend to go a little faster. Um, and I just didn't feel that there was the room to grow and build my confidence. I felt like I was always nervous and always having to keep up. Um, so Babes on Bikes offers, um, I guess, a, a stable surrounding with other women. Um, we follow the speed limit. We follow the rules. We're there for each other. So if a woman is a little bit nervous or has some questions, we stop, we talk about it. Um, we're there to sort of support them rather than just get on our bikes and ride really fast. That's great. And um, I know that you have um, a, a big focus on inclusivity for all women of all ages and interests. But I was wondering, is there any, any other thing you look for when people want to join? Like, do they have to have experience riding or anything nope. like that? No, actually, Babes on Bikes, we've, we've made it, we call it the Ladies' uh, Casual Riding Club, mm. uh, just for that reason. Um, as long as you have your license uh, and you have your own bike, we don't care age, race, what you ride, how long you've been riding for. It's really just about getting women out on their motorcycles and just having some fun. That's great. And um, could you kind of describe what these rides are like or what kind of rides that you do? Sure. Weekly, we go out um, and have a scheduled ride. So every week, it's a different day. So one week, it would be a Tuesday. The next week, it might be a Wednesday. It's always during the week. A ride is anywhere between 100 and 120 kilometers. Uh, we normally start at about like 6.30 at night and end up home around 8.30, o'clock at night. Um, we normally have a destination. So, for instance, we'll ride out to Alberta Beach. We'll stop and have some coffee, and then we'll ride back or we'll ride out to Pigeon Lake, have an ice cream, have a little break, and then ride home. So we have about eight different routes that we kind of follow. Um, they're all they're on, like, major highways, but not major, like not Highway 2-type highways, but, like, Highway 2A, so that we're not dealing with, like, the semis and all the big traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, and normally we have anywhere between, I would say, 6 and 15 people attending a ride a week. So it's not always the same ladies. It mixes up all the time, um, but they all ride together. We have sort of a 
um, a standard that we follow as far as riding rules go. So if a new member decides to join us and wants to ride with us, I kind of go through our rules and explain how we ride so that they understand. Because everybody has sort of their own riding, I guess, rules. But we want everybody to ride the same in our club so that everybody's on the same page and that there's no confusion. So I always go through that with a new rider before they actually join the group and ride with us. That's interesting. Do you find that um, not a lot of uh, motorcycling clubs have like a set of rules to follow in that sense? You know, I don't really know. I know that a lot of the like the, you know, the motorcycle clubs that you see on Facebook and stuff like that, it's more about just getting out and riding and going fast and, and getting out there and getting on the kilometers. We're not just about that. We want everybody to ride safely. So um, I've taken a few courses myself. I've actually assisted in coaching some of the courses myself. So I do have that experience. Um, so for me to outline the rules and explain sort of how we ride is easy for me because I know how to do that. Um I know we've had ladies that have joined and, and don't understand why, and I just explain it's a safety thing. It's more so that we're all on the same page and we all understand what we're following for rules. Now, I'm kind of in- interested in your, your personal history with riding. I was wondering if you could tell me about the first time you decided to ride a motorcycle and what that was like. Um, well, it's kind of funny. Um, at the time, I was actually uh, I was dating a guy who had a motorcycle and it sort of intrigued me a little bit. Um, I didn't start riding actually until 2006. Um, And I just decided, you know, one day I wanted to have something that was mine that I could do by myself or I could do with a group, but it was mine. So I decided to take the course, um, finished the course, passed the course, went out the next day, actually bought a brand new motorcycle uh, not the smartest idea, but brought, the, brought a brand new motorcycle. Um, it sat in my driveway for about two weeks. I was so scared to drive it. I was like, you know, and then I would get out and go right for about a week, and then I would go out and go left for about a week. And then finally I got the courage with another friend to actually get out and ride a little bit, and the rest is history. I just loved it. It was like the freedom of having that personal, I guess, sport that, you don't have to answer to anybody else. You can do it on your own or you can do it in a group. So do you think that motorcycle um, motorcycle riding could be a way to build confidence for young girls? Oh, for sure, yes. I think, um, I think getting on a motorcycle um, builds character and confidence. I mean, you're, it's you and only you. You have to be aware of what's going on around you because nobody else can. You have no security blanket like you do in a car. I mean, really, you're out there in the open. So I feel that people who ride motorcycles usually are a little more confident in taking a little bit of risk um, and also just kind of, you know, I guess growing growing themselves. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it is? that's how it's changed you personally? Or were you always kind of a confident go-getter, going to jump on this motorcycle kind of person? <laughs> Um, well, I was never a jump on a motorcycle. I'm a skier, so I, I definitely enjoy the outdoors, and I'm not afraid of a little bit of challenge. But it definitely it took a lot for me to get on the motorcycle. Um, I thought it was going to be easier. I thought with my outgoing personality, I was just going to jump on and go, and that was it. I was going to be some amazing rider. And it took me, like, my first year, my whole year, I put less than 1,000 kilometers on my bike just because I was so nervous. Um, but then the next year, I actually started Babes on Bikes. 
and I got to meet some really great ladies, and we started riding, like, weekly and weekends and started doing longer rides, and within that next year, I had 7,000 kilometers on my bike. So it went from 1,000 to 7,000 in, you know, in a year, which is huge. It's a huge, but that shows that I was more confident in riding, and I wanted to do it more, so... Could you share maybe uh, a story from one of your favorite rides you've done with Babes on Bikes? Hmm. Um, well, every year we um, start the season off with a poker rally, and it's kind of a fun way to get out and, and see the ladies because most of us don't see each other through the winter. Um, so in May we always have this poker rally, and it always... Um, it's a whole day event, so we end up, you know, leaving early in the morning, and then we end up riding, and then we end up usually somewhere for lunch, and then coming back. And uh, a couple of years ago, I think there was about 14 of us, we headed out, and we ended up going out to Vegarville, and uh, they have, uh, I think it's called the train station, and it has, like, homemade progies and kubasa and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And we had so much fun. Like, all the ladies just, we ended up sitting a lot longer than we were riding that that time. But it was just because we were catching up from what everybody was doing. And everybody was really excited about the season. And we had some new members and some old members. And, um, yeah, it was it was just one of those days when you came home and you went, you know what, that was a really awesome day. That was a great day. And uh, the ladies were on Facebook. And the ladies were posting pictures on Facebook, and everybody was really excited. And so it, was, it felt really good at the end of the day. That's great. Do uh, a lot of the ladies involved spend time together outside of Babes on Bikes? Um, I would say that they do in the summer, not so much in the winter. So a lot of the ladies will create their own rides. And on our Facebook page, they can post so if a woman is, say it's Sunday afternoon and it's, you know, a beautiful day out and we don't have a scheduled ride, they're allowed to post stuff on our Facebook and say, hey, ladies, I'm going to ride out to Port Saskatchewan for coffee. Does anybody want to go with me? And then a lot of ladies will actually jump on and be like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. And a lot of those times, those rides end up being, you know, 10 or 15 people. Um, sometimes it's just the ladies and sometimes it's their spouses or sometimes it's their friends. Um, but they do tend to ride a lot on their own with each other outside of babes on bikes. Have you, that's interesting. You mentioned, um, like, uh, some of these ladies bringing their family members into this kind of community. Have you kind of drawn people in your life into riding through babes on bikes? Um, I haven't really got anybody in my family. My husband rides a motorcycle. Okay. So we do a lot of riding together. Um, and then a lot of our friends, like a lot of the babes on bikes have husbands that also ride. Um, now, the men are not allowed to ride with us during mm-hmm. our weekly rides, but we'll plan a day where we go out to like Sylvan Lake or something like that, and it'll end up being like spouses. Um, some of our members, actually, a couple of our members have their sons now old enough to ride. So when we do some of these weekend things where it's not like a scheduled ride, they'll actually have their sons come out with them. So it is, it's definitely, my, I mean, my kids are, uh, they're older, but um, my son is interested, but he's not quite old enough yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I haven't, I don't have any other family members besides my husband. All right. Are there any events that are coming up that people could look into? Um, well, we are, we just confirmed actually our uh, year starter poker rally is going to be on May the 9th. Um, it's on the Babes on Bikes website. Um, and it's 
it's uh, it's free to come out and have some fun and meet some new people. It's a great way for new women who aren't aren't sure if they want to join a biker club or not to come out, meet some of the ladies, ride with us, see if it's something that they're interested in. Um, but our rides and schedules and everything are on our website, and they're um, listed up until, I think, the middle of July, and then I update it for the rest of the season. So our rides are already posted. Okay, and uh, the website is babesonbikesedmonton.com, correct? Yeah, you bet. There's um, there's a link on there that they can email me, or our email address is info at babesonbikesedmonton.com. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. Do you have any final thoughts you wanted to share about what you hope women can gain from Babes on Bikes? Um, I just think that Babes on Bikes is one of the female motorcycle clubs in this city that actually um, encourages women to come out, have some fun, meet some friends, and build some confidence. Um, and that's why we're here. It's just to really have some fun. Awesome. Thank you so much again for talking with me. No problem. Thank you, Marco. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in to Adam and Eve, your feminist radio show, right here on CJSR. We aren't quite done yet. I'm going to close out the show with Mary Happy by Kate Nash, which is pretty much my favorite breakup song because she takes it so well. She's sad about it, but she's moving on to bigger and better things, and it's got this super cheerful tune for such a beautiful spring day. So this has been Adam and Eve. I'm Sam Kriviak. Thank you for tuning in. Here's Kate Nash with Mary Happy. Watch no one, don't tell me that you didn't try and check out my bum Cause I know that you did, cause your friend told me that you liked it Gave me those pearls and I thought they were ugly Don't you try and tell me that you never loved me I know that you did, cause you said it and you wrote it down Dancing at discos, eating cheese on toast Yeah, you made me merry, made me very, very happy But you obviously, you didn't want to stick around at discos, eating cheese on toast. Yeah, you made me merry, made me very, very happy. But you obviously, you did.